Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. There we go. Welcome in, guys. It is April 4th. Uh, what is it, 2022? God, Lord only knows. It feels like we've been uh, running in a fever dream for about two months now, but uh, welcome in Monday, and it is time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, Scott Kennedy. Happy Monday, Scott. How was your weekend? It was good. It was <clears throat> very relaxing because my son is sick, so we had the weekend off, and I'm actually rested. I didn't do 30 hours at the ballparks this weekend, just only two. Well, there you go. So, nice. Feel good. I feel good. It feels like a Wednesday. Like for me, usually it takes me Wednesday to get my get get going again. Here we go. Feel good. Uh, man, I am tired, uh, but that's okay. I even went to bed early last night, but uh, went out for Mexican food last night and had one too many margaritas, I believe, probably. So that's what's <laughs> you no, know, I'm okay. But it's been a while since I've done the whole uh at a Mexican place, man. I missed the chips and salsa. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, guys, welcome. We got Ashton coming in at good morning. Off season feel like it's dragging along. I'm pretty sure there have been 52 days since the Super Bowl. Yep, after the uh, big wave of free agency, there are a couple waves. It's uh, we've reached the the grinding halt phase, and next big hurdle is the draft. I think the Broncos will be reporting for camp soon, if I'm not mistaken. I think a lot of the teams with new coaches are reporting this week, so don't quote me on that while I uh, look it up here. But absolutely, it's kind of dragging along, but we're ha- we're still having fun, and there's still a lot to discuss. So keep hanging out; we'll have a good time. Luke Wright also in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Any plans for the draft? And Scott, you coming out to Vegas for it? So I, right now, I don't think there are any plans. Um, there might have been plans prior to the Russell Wilson trade, but uh, now the Broncos have less draft capital, so it's like, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It always was going to be a meet and greet anyway. You know, it was yeah. always going to be a social event rather than a media event. There's not really much to cover that you can't do yeah. from your couch. Um, yeah. Real quick, Nick, before I forget. Last night, we did the raffle for the March jerseys, and it was a good day for the Broncos for breakfast crowd. Um, on YouTube, <clears throat> Ethan, was his name was drawn, and he will get a Russell Wilson jersey or jersey of his choice, but he already told me he wanted a Russell Wilson jersey. Uh, second place on YouTube was Michaela, and then two big benefactors of the Broncos for breakfast show, and hopefully they're on. We'll repeat it at the end just in case. But Jacob Foster, the silent one, uh, was number one. So make sure you connect with us, milehighhuddle at gmail.com and Mark Schrader, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Get a little care package. So I, I'm pretty sure Jacob wins a jersey, Ethan wins a jersey, and then Michaela and Mark got a little uh, Broncos, Mile High Huddle, uh, Broncos for Breakfast type of uh, care packages. So congratulations. And as always, here's to you. Thank you for your support. Prost. And yeah, guys, welcome in. Um, Luke's in the house too. And shout out, we have Ethan's in the house. But uh, make sure you guys are following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy and I am at Nick Kennel MHH. And while you're coming in, make sure you hit the like button on the way in. Heart, like, react, whatever you want there. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Mile High Huddle uh, and Huddle Up Pod and at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Also, please, YouTube folks, like, subscribe, and share. 
And uh, let's keep saying hello to people in the chat. Ethan coming in. Good morning, afternoon, gents in Broncos country and Wilson morning to Luke. Um, Mile High Truth's in the house feeling a little grumpy this morning. Hope everyone's doing well. You got a case of the Mondays, right? Am I oh, right? Don't oh, say you're, it. Don't you're say over it. here. <laughs> Gosh, I hope you hopefully a uh, little bit of Monday coffee and uh, talking a little ball about I a love team that, that scene from Office Space, by the way, when he asked him, he's like, would anybody at your job ever save you over the case of Mondays? It was actually my friend's cousin who played that part. I can't remember his name, but he was in Beverly Hillbillies, too. You know, he was the neighbor, the construction worker. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, no. And then like and then it hits him again what he actually thought. So he's like, no, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like your initial reaction, the reflex was like, no. And then it was just so offensive to him. Like, wait, no, man. I believe you can get your ass kicked saying something like that. It's a good show. That's a good movie. Um, yeah, I will not, I will not move to a smaller office. Uh, you cannot take my stapler. Uh, Mark coming in. Good morning. Oh, the Michael Bolton part too. That's so funny. Uh, Mark coming in. Good morning, Broncos fans. Good to see you, Mark. Albert coming in. Alberto saying morning, fellas in Broncos country. Just curious if you guys think we'll ever get new uniforms i think the change i think it's time for a change what do you think i'm guessing a year from now or two years from now there will be a new uniform update for the broncos and it's probably going to wait until new ownership comes but a lot of people more in the know than myself keep hinting that with new ownership might come the that change that approval that process and everything so look out for it it makes me a little bit uneasy because well i don't think the broncos current uniforms are great compared to what they were using in the 80s and 90s with the uh the lighter blue and the d um, I like the current Broncos uniforms enough that uh, they, it could go horribly wrong. So I'm really hoping, <laughs> I'm really hoping that uh, they don't do anything too crazy there. Um, but uh, who knows? Uh, if they have a sponsor or a partnership with Nike doing it, it'll be fine. I think it's not going to be anything wilder than what the Seahawks have. I kind of like what the Seahawks have going on there. So it, it'll be cool. Just I don't just look like the Bears. See some different. Everybody goes. I swear. I, I see the Houston, like the Houston Texans. If they're in the Reds, I can't tell if that's the Falcons in their Reds. Hmm. Sometimes I see the 49ers. I'm not sure if they're the Buccaneers. You know, everybody's gone so generic with these, you know, the color schemes and then the swoosh logos. It's like, I like, again, I, I know the get off my lawn, but I like the differentiation of them, the the uniqueness. I love the old Denver D. I like the old hmm. Patriot. I like the hmm. swashbuckling Buccaneer. I do still like uh, the Eagles, you know, the, yeah. the Steelers. The Kelly uh, Green. Of the newer, and I say newer, it's probably 30-something years old, but it did change because uh, it just said Bengals. But I like, I do like uh, the Bengals Tiger Stripes. It's kind of cool. You know, that's yeah. very different than when the Panthers and Jaguars came into the league. They have the exact same logo. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, and then everybody started copying them. Like, no thank you. No thank yeah. you. But speaking of copying, Jacob, I hope you uh, you were here, the silent one. He wouldn't tell us if he if he did hear or not. Uh, but you did win a jersey. You won the Facebook raffle yesterday. Coming back in with some more support. So awesome. make sure you're uh, you're connecting with Chad at milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. Th- good morning to you, Jacob. EJ's in the house, too. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Uh, Tisachi? I hope I pronounced that right. Let me know in the, the uh, comments. But he says congrats to the winning the raffle, D- DWI guys. Know. Um, we also got a Jeremy coming in. Good morning. Good people of Broncos country. Awesome to see you. Joey's in the house. Good morning. Broncos country stoked to work on my draft knowledge. Yeah. We'll get into some draft talk today. I think we should do the, uh, let's do the draft network one today just to kind of switch it up. We've done the pro football focus one enough, uh, recently. So let's switch it up. Let's have a good vibes on this Monday. Cause the pro football focus one, I feel like there's always going to be somebody fun at 64, unless you do the PFF mock and then it's and just you pain. Can game the PFF one a little bit also. Cause it, cause it's just percentages. Well, if you hit, 
25% chance enough times, it'll go through, you know, if you just yeah. change it. So I was messing with it yesterday. I was like, all right, let me trade out an eight and I want your first, next year's first and a fifth. And it was like 65%. I said, no, I'm like, all right, well, give me your fourth then. And it knocked it down to 45% and then accepted. I'm like, okay. That's <laughs> like, how we win. That doesn't happen in the real world, but you no. know, when you're rolling dice, like, no, no, we're not giving you our fifth. All right. Well, what about your fourth? Done. <laughs> You drive a hard bargain, but you know what? <laughs> I like you. I like your chutzpah. Um, <laughs> Kathy's coming in. Yawn, good morning, all. Good morning to you, Kathy. Hello to all our Broncos. Uh, Mile High Little Ladies. Dave Glassman's in the house. Good to see you, Dave. Uh, James in the house, too. Good morning, Nick and Scott. And Kathy also uh, reiterates uh, congrats to Ethan, Michaela, Jacob, and Mark. Awesome to see you. Fallen Sloth is in the house. Good morning, Broncos country. Bama X, good morning, Broncos country. Happy Monday. And Dave, we also said Rock Chalk, go Broncos. Who, who are you pulling for tomorrow? Or today? Holy sh- bleep, it's today, isn't it? The championship? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the Kansas right. win? I, 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 I didn't watch. Yes, I, didn't, I think I didn't it's Kansas watch. versus North Carolina. No, we did a show when, when Duke and UNC was on. We were on a show, and then I went and watched Atlanta United. I, I watched soccer. I just, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's fun. They're fun games. Um, And I typically will watch March Madness because – as I've said before, um, it's not really March Madness. It's really who gives a damn until March, the way it's set up with the single elimination, everybody gets in tournament. So I'll, I'll normally watch it, but I didn't even get into it this year. My evenings and stuff are all taken up with y'all. So I don't have time to watch those things. Yeah, no, definitely true. we got sunny days coming in. Short clips of Russ. We keep getting our awesome. Let's ride. Yeah, that's the that's the dopamine that I need to get me through the rest of the offseason. Now that the... Uh, the biggest high of the draft has probably been doled a bit without with losing the top picks, but I mean, God, I'll <laughs> make that trade every time. KB82, Kenneth Booker coming in. Good morning. How surprised would you be if none of these quarterbacks drafted our starters in three to five years? I'd be pretty surprised just because there's enough rotation of quarterbacks in general that you think somebody will get a chance somewhere. Uh, but, and also probability, while this quarterback class isn't very high, there are four or five decent ones with enough caliber tools to start. I mean, you still have Jimmy Garoppolo set to start this year, Mitchell Trubisky. You know, you, you think one of these guys will probably hit. Which one? God, I'm so glad we don't have to keep debating that in Broncos country because <laughs> heck if I know. Um, but I think one of them will. Would it surprise me, though, if none of them did? I, I guess just a little bit. Just just not not a lot, but a little bit. I wouldn't want to have to pick one. That's yeah. that's the That's the rub here. Yeah. is, you know, when I was doing recruiting rankings, you know, you'd have a two-star guy come up and be the guy. So you guys don't know what you're talking about. Look at Brian Urlacher. Well, 65 Power 5 schools missed on him too. Yeah. And if you take a class of 65 Brian Urlachers with his resume and I take 25 five-star guys, I'm going to beat your behind. You know, yeah. it, it is probability. So would I be surprised if none of them are? Because there's going to be six or seven probably drafted. Yeah, I would. I, I think one out of those seven, at least, I would I would say one of them ends up being a pretty good guy. The hard part is figuring out which one of them takes that leap, because you're not you're not working with the higher probability scenarios of all the tools and all of the things you normally look at. There's question marks. There's big question marks by all of them. Some of those will get answered. Again, it mm-hmm. is probability. If I take enough shots, if I draft seven quarterbacks, I'll end up with one. But you yeah. can't do that. So I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I don't advocate taking any of these guys too high. 15, yeah. above 15 is too high for me. Yeah. From where we sit, I'd agree with you. I will say that if the Broncos didn't trade for Russell Wilson, 
I would be okay rolling the dice at nine from Malik Willis. I'd be okay. Yeah. But is that the pick I want to make? You do, it's a bad situation. You don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. To begin it, with it, feels, it feels forced. And what are we yeah. talking about? It's like, yeah, you know, you want to try and meet a need, but the worst thing you can do is reach. It's reach mm-hmm. to fill a need and then get a guy that can't play. Then you just wasted that pick. Yeah. And that's that's the trouble for me. So good question, yeah. Kenneth. Appreciate your support and more support from Mark Schrader. Mark, uh, thank you for your support as well. You of uh, the care package winner. So make sure milehighhuddle at gmail.com. That will get to Chad. Um, and again, we had a uh, just a lot of support for the morning show. And I think three of our four winners this weekend were primarily from Broncos for Breakfast. So thank you so much, including Chris Hernandez coming up with some stars. So appreciate you so much. Um, lots of good things coming. But yeah, probability, Nick. That's 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 where I am with that one. Is um, it, it's a it's a there is no one hundred percent way to do it. If if there were, well, Nick Saban wins a lot of games. I always say yeah. <laughs> um, you'd uh, you'd have the same winners every time. It, it's there is no right way. There's there's different ways, and we're dealing with human beings, not numbers on a spreadsheet. Man, Jeremy coming for Scott. I know it's it's a hoodie, but Scott looks like Steve Jobs this morning. He looks sleek. He looks like he's good to go. He's innovative. You he's rarely like, see me. This is this is only like one of the second time in a year that y'all have seen me without a collared shirt on at home. I've done this on the road, um, but I just I had it out. I was wearing it this morning. I jumped in the shower. I'm like, you know what? I like this. I think it'll look nice and clean this morning. So I went with a I went with a hoodie. Yeah, no, that's a good look. I'm what am I wearing? Oh, Iowa, of course. <laughs> um, good morning, fellas from Miguel. Good to see you, Miguel. We got Eddie Frutos coming in. Yo, what's up, guys? Do you think bringing in Kyle Rudolph for veterans experience could help? That's a good name. Um, honestly, he's not been what he was. Uh, but if you're looking to solidify the tight end position, if you guys go back to last Thursday, Scott and I gave the Broncos tight end position the lowest grade on the offense. I think we gave him a D or D plus. Uh, not be and again. Does that matter that much to me that that's the lowest grade? It's like you failed a pop quiz that is only 5% of your total grade or 2% of your total grade. Okay, you did bad there, but on the whole, you got an A on the final, which is your quarterback position. So don't fret too much. That being said, bringing in Kyle Rudolph, I think couldn't hurt. Uh, he, I don't know if he has any connections or experience with his coaching staff. And a lot of times players at his point in their careers go to familiarity. Like I've worked with coach so-and-so before they recruit me to come here. I want to go work with them for the last time, but I uh, could see him coming to Denver, work with Russell Wilson and help the Broncos solidify that uh, tight end room just a little further. That said, I think it probably would be something that is a lot of, unless the Broncos get a bargain, I think a lot of the free agency moves that you see from them are going to be post draft. I think they're going to see how the draft falls to them. And then let's say like they absolutely loved Trey McBride and he falls to 64. Well, then you don't need a Kyle Rudolph. Let's say they love Jeremy Ruckert and they take him at 96 or 96, 95, like 96. Then they maybe don't bring in a Kyle Rudolph. So uh, probably you need to see those kind of moves happen first. So do you think that's a mistake the Broncos made last year with a couple of their moves, Nick? Waiting until the draft is over? No, by 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 spending before the draft. Mm. Um, so you're looking at some of the, the corners. You know, do mm. you if, if you know you're going to get Pat Sertan, do you spend money on those corners on Darby and Fuller? You needed uh, all you of them. Know, last if you year, know so. you're going to get Javante Williams, do you spend $3 million on a third string running back? I don't have any real issues with the any of the spend, spending they did last year as far as the timing of it. The one that they missed on that I have an issue with is paying Kyle Fuller when hopefully they could have seen on the, the amount they did. What was it? $13 million on one year or $10 million on one year uh, for 
given his tape had fallen precipitously at Chicago. That was one that was that was a misfire. <clears throat> but, Again, it was just a, that's just a miss. Yes. Yeah. Like like, wise, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with them spending the money. I had a problem with him spending the money on him. Yeah. <laughs> like in that hindsight, was, they would have been that was better. a miss. Yeah, they, they would have been better paying like Chidobe Awuzie or something like that. Less money for two years uh, versus what Kyle Fuller got in one year. And I get it. It's a guy that Vic Fangio worked with prior and you're trying to do everything to empower Vic enough to save his job because that's your job as a general manager. You know, you don't want to go in there and uh, blackball a guy before you've even worked with him. So that makes sense. But that was the that was the only misfire last season. It was a one year deal. Not not a bad, a big issue at all. But so that was the one it's like, eh. If I could, if we could redo the offseason, that's a move that I wouldn't have had them done. Uh, Perry West coming in. That's a name I do not recognize. So welcome in, Perry. Here you go. Read the comment. Yeah. Um, Ten dollars. Long time watcher. First time contributor. Thank you so much, Perry. There you go. Thanks, Perry. Appreciate you being here. Um, and he asks, what do you guys think of Zion McCollum, cornerback out of Sam Houston State? Well, he tested like an absolute freak at the NFL Combine. Um, He's one of the few cornerbacks that did the agilities and the I think a lot of times the agilities are done like at a crazy time of day, like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. And you get it on the TV later. But uh, he was one of the few who did. And I know a lot of coaches or trainers were saying, yeah, let's not do the agility. Save it for the pro day when you're going to be at a better peak physical time of day, not 9 or 10 p.m. That's not when people are performing at their their optimum uh, athletic ability. It's just so, when you have to play games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but for the testing wise, uh, Zyma Collins still did the. Uh, agilities i think he was in the 95th percentile better on all of them the only area where he didn't test like a freak or measure like a freak was his arm length and his wingspan he's a little bit shorter but uh, other than that is athleticism is off the charts um he had a lot of ball production at sam houston state too granted not a very high level of competition and he should be dominating like he did but he did dominate so i wouldn't be surprised at all if he went round two um i think in scott's and i's mock draft last week we took him at pick 96 saying this is just too good of an athlete at a premium value position to not take here uh so i i'd be happy with him it's i gotta be honest with you though i have not evaluated much sam houston state tape even though zion is on my radar even less so I haven't watched any all 22 of all Sam Houston state because I'm not, I'm not that much of a psychopath where I'm messaging a bunch of people saying, Hey, give me that 2020, 21 Sam Houston state, all 22 tape. I need Gotta it. Have it. Gotta have Gotta, it. <laughs> haven't had time for that. Uh, but interesting player at, given his position, given his athleticism, if he falls to the Broncos at pick 75, 96, and you're looking for a cornerback, absolutely no issue with it. That's, that's one of the positions where you bet on athleticism and traits more so than safety into your offensive lineman, linebacker, et cetera, et cetera. That dude's a freak. Yeah. You, you mentioned, uh, you know, we say that a lot, um, but he is like, but freaks freak. I mean, cause I don't, I didn't have his, uh, the, the initial spreadsheet I built didn't have all of the stuff put into it. So I didn't realize he tested there and I looked up his, his profile. I don't remember ever seeing a sub six, five L cone. Yeah, I'm sure they're out there, but I don't remember seeing one. I mean, yeah. you start seeing six eight, six seven five, six seven six. That those are really good. He was six four eight on a three cone with a forty inch vertical sub four shuttle four four three three. I don't know if they're training in quicksand down in Texas or what, but the boys from Texas flew yeah. in Indianapolis. The Baylor guys, Sam Houston State. Texas. I mean, there were, there were, you know, university of, um, I mentioned last week when, you know, they, George Karloftis skipped running and then ran up at Purdue in sub freezing weather. I'm like, fire's agent. Everybody should have been yeah. begging 
to get on that track and run that night. So Zion McCollum, 6'2", 200 pounds, 4'3", with a 40-inch vert and a, and a sub 6'5", Elkhorn. I'm real interested for sure. Good call out, Perry. Thank you. And even more so, I mean, just the the numbers sometimes don't mean very much, but when you put it into percentiles, uh, this is against all players dating back to 1999 in the combine. And I can tell you what the uh, the sample size is out of that in a second, but it's 40-yard dash, 433, 98th percentile out of all athletes, not just cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Vertical jump, 40 inches, 95th percentile. Broad jump, 132, 97th percentile. Three cone, 648, 99th percentile. 20-yard shuttle, 3.94, 98th percentile. So that is testing like an absolute freak and out of that's out of about 7,000 testes. So not <laughs> testers, I guess not testes, but uh, get your mind out of the gutter. Nick. <laughs> what are we talking about? Man, I don't know where your head is. Do you remember what you said on the last spot about, you know, removing someone from your area, how you accomplish that? I, I, I remember it was something about Josie jewel. Um, yeah, it was, uh, Having to do with beating some, you know, you beat anyway. guys off. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you just gotta sometimes into your offensive lineman. That's the way it works. Oh, um, it's too can... early for that. Too early Christian. for this. So this is like you know PG. We're not even PG thirteen yet at this hour of the morning. No, that's that's the coffee comes in. We're gonna get a little bit more, uh, a little bit more R rated. We got Christian coming in from Germany. Uh, Mandigan coming in. Mandigan Dan. Mandango. From Mandango. Mandango, that's better. Mandango Dan coming in from Ecuador. Ecuador, beautiful country. Jamal Killen's in the house. Hello, Jamal. Jamal got I a new picture. Jamal, good. I apologize, Jamal. Wanted to get back to Kenneth. Um, to Kenneth. Kenneth asked, uh, should we sign Tariq Cohen for a change of pace back and returner? He should be cheap. Chicago seemed to waste him when he was able to stay healthy. Uh, it seems like everybody is either being signed from the Titans or the Bears. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that's my Atlanta bias kicking in, but I can see the Titans a little bit, you know, they're 25 and 10 the last couple of years and, you know, have won, had winning seasons like five or six years in a row. But why do the bears keep having cast offs that people are interested in? Bad misused players. Yeah. Misused players. You're banking on that. Uh, I mean, that happens sometimes. That's one of the reasons I was interested in Isaiah Oliver, right? By low, maybe a second, former second round pick coming from a bad organization right now, not organization, bad roster like Atlanta. And, uh, then, you know, grabbing them. But the Tariq Cohen, I think he's injured. I think he's lost a bit of his uh, zip as well. And I know this might be not controversial, but this might be something that most people don't agree <gasps> with. I'm not looking for the uh, <laughs> I'm not looking for the super uh, specialized running back room. I want to have running backs that are almost redundant in skill set because that is a very injury prone position. And I don't want my entire offense to fall apart if uh, knock on wood, Javante Williams gets injured. Um, that is something that scares the heck out of me. And I know a lot of people, oh, ideally, you know, you have a running back who's a good pass catcher. You have a speed guy and you have a power guy. Well, if you run 80%, 70% of your offense with the power guy and he has a lower body injury and misses four to six weeks, your offense is bleeped. What are you doing? So I'd rather have a little bit of redundancy in that room to save yourself from the the floor of the running back position. That's just me, though. I know some people will disagree with that take, uh, but that's where I'm at in today's NFL. I want my running backs to be, good enough runners between the tackles that if you're in 11 personnel, the defense has to respect it and they can pass protect enough of a good runner. That play action is still part in the wheelhouse and they're not going to get my running back killed. If you give me two guys that are six foot, six, two, two twenty, two twenty five, that can do that. God bless. Everything else is gravy. The thunder and lightning approach works nicely just because <clears throat> one, if you're trying to chase one guy down, he's got to be good. I mean, big and fast plays in any scheme. 
of, yeah. and then you try and work your way. If you can't find big and fast, okay, do I have big or do I have fast? I mean, the, it, you're working at traits, big, fast, agile. Those are the top guys. Those are ones. Uh, and then you, you work down from there. So yeah. uh, Nick did a pretty good job of talking about what you're looking for after your, your number one, if you don't have those guys. Yeah. Uh, Mark coming in with a good question here, and we'll we'll find out who might surprisingly fall to us when we do our mock draft here in a few minutes. Uh, says, hey, Nick and Scott, with the big stars, if you had one guy that may surprisingly fall to us at 64, who would each of you pick? One guy who might surprisingly fall to the Broncos at 64. <clears throat> hmm. Do you have one off the top of your head right now? I, I feel it like It depends. I... I mean, what's a surprise? I mean, if you look at NFL mock draft database, you know, Travis Jones is sitting at 53. I guess no that's way. a good one. Like, yeah. He won't fall, but that's one. Yeah, if, if he did, um, if Christian Watson at 51, you know, I, I don't think he I don't think he goes below 40 now, honestly. No. Um Maybe Trey one McBride of the... could be interesting again as a as a, yeah. <clears throat> a number one tight end. Chad Muma could be right there as well. Um I have a few names. Um Jalen Petrie from Baylor is one that's probably gonna go in the top 50, but if he falls to 64. That maybe not would be the most surprising, but it could happen. I don't think Lewis sign uh, Daxton Hill or Jaquan Brisker. David Ajabo. Maybe David Ajabo. That's another one. Mm -hmm. um, with David Ajabo's injury, unfortunately, I think mm -hmm. you're probably out of the George Karloftis not falling there. He might fall to early round two. And that maybe is, that's somebody you can talk about moving up for, but not happening. Boye Mafe, probably not happening as well. Those are some names that interest me. I, you said he's been falling and stuff, but I really like Perrion Winfrey. You know, Perrion Winfrey at 64 to plug into one of those not Melvin Ajim people would be yeah. a decent pick at 300 pounds with, you know, arms. He can reach over and, yeah. you know, if he's got a problem – with what's going on the other side of the nose guard, he can just reach over and tap him on the shoulder. He's he's got yeah. arms that are long enough. Um, yeah. So I, that would be an interesting one for me. He's at fifty six on on mock draft database. I like Perry on Winfrey. He could be there. Uh, yeah. I think they have Abraham Lucas lower than that. So how big of a surprise would that be? But he of the guys that are pretty consensusly fifty to seventy, Abraham Lucas is probably my guy. Yeah, another one um, to keep an eye on. Cause I'm just thinking pass rush right now. Cause the Broncos pass rush is, you know, a balloon that could pop here. Uh, Arnold Epichetti from ben, Penn state. Um, I really love how he plays. He's a little bit short, but he's got really long arms for his size. Good burst, uh, relentless motor as well. Really good at Penn state this year. Penn state's always got some good freaks at the pass rush spot. He could be a very end first round kind of guy, or he could fall a bit with the depth of this class. Uh, we'll see. Mark, the guy um, I want is it for, for the Denver Broncos at 64 is Abraham Lucas. That's, that's 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 uh, for me a realistic shot yeah. of a player you could get in that spot. Um, and and Bronco Jedi coming in with the the super has the same question. I got I got this a similar answer. Uh, what prospect meets best player available and a need? Uh, for me at sixty four, my guy is Abraham Lucas. Yeah, he's he's a good one that makes sense. Uh, I also really like Logan Hall. I know that you don't agree as much based on the Senior Bowl, but his tape at Houston is very good. And a lot of people I've talked with, um, very high on him. And if you're looking for a five technique that can do a lot of twists and stunts and relentless pass rush motor as well, still scratching the surface, some versatility on that defensive line as well. Uh, I would be really interested to see what kind of formations you could use with him rushing the passer from the other five technique spot. I would ideally, I'd rather have a bigger body guy who can do a little bit of gap and a half stuff there at that spot. But again, those are some names to keep an eye on. Um, uh, who knows? I mean, tackle, 
defensive defensive lineman, defensive back, offensive tackle. If you can get any of those, I would be I'd be very happy with that. So Mark comes in. How about Nicholas Harbor? All right, I posted this on my Twitter page last night. Uh, re- retweet. I'm not even going to point him out. Make it because at uh, there you go. six five two thirty, you'll find him. He's number three. It's easy to see. <laughs> He's the giant. <laughs> See, he's a little slower off the line, but which when he gets stretched out. That's insane. Yeah. That was that was really cool. His, his kid almost caught, you know, he's still faster than his son. Good God. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty it's cool. It's got almost a million views. I saw it last night. Um, yeah, that's pretty impressive, Mark. <laughs> that is awesome. I think I, I think I just titled that. Good God, man. Yeah, and let's say hello to some people that came in that we didn't uh, just uh, because we want to say hello if you join us this morning. Make sure you drop a like on the way in, guys, as well. Jamal Killens, good morning to you, Jamal. CC's in the house. Morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Hope you guys are doing great. It's Monday, but we're doing good. Uh, Chris Hernandez also came in with support here. Thank you so much, Chris. Good to see you. Uh, Johnny, John boy coming in. Howdy fellas. Beautiful day here in North Dakota. Go Broncos and let's go heels. There we go. See, there's some stuff going on tonight. Clayton here on morning guys. And also he says, smash that like button and share guys. Sorry. I missed a few shows was on vacation. You don't listen to us on vacation. You listen to us in the shower, but you won't listen to us on vacation. What's going on here? No, totally fine. Uh, Clayton. That's I, I want you to get away. Sometimes we need a break. Uh, Kaylee on coming in. All the talk that Nick's been talking about. It's dirty talk. Kaylee. I'm just good. Good morning. Appreciate you being here. Lawrence coming in with some stars said, I've been trying to find ways to land the tight end out of Colorado state. He's a big weapon for the red zone. We'll miss that position. If we don't fill it um, <clears throat> again, I'd be okay with Trey McBride at 64. Yeah. Um, it, we, it was the lowest grade. And I actually meant to say this earlier and forgot about it. Um, it's also the easiest one to fix, you yeah. know, tight end. You can get competency at tight end pretty cheap. It's like um, linebacker, some good, some good pass catchers, you know? So yeah. it, it, while it's a D right now, you can, it's pretty easy to improve. It's a whole lot easier to improve in tight end than it is at left tackle or mm-hmm. quarterback yep. or edge, you know, one of those positions. Tight end, you can get serviceable pretty easily and move that up to a C for relative peanuts. But Trey McBride could be very interesting. Ran in the four fives, mm-hmm. um, good size, big hands. I really liked him at uh, at the senior bowl. So he'd be, a, he'd be a pick I could get behind for sure. Yeah, he uh, he ran faster than I thought he would with his tapes, though. That always makes you question things a bit. But 64, I don't love the value. And I also think that with the Broncos, given uh, EPA per play versus expectation or the league average, sorry to get really nerdy here with the data. But Russell Wilson doesn't really utilize the tight end that much compared to other positions. He prefers the wide receivers outside the hash marks down the field. So I don't think you... you one reason that the Broncos probably were okay trading Noah Fant to begin with was because he was going to be less utilized and less valuable in this offense with uh, Russell Wilson going forward. So he had more value elsewhere moving on from him. Still a good player, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, and, and he had career highs and yardage and catches last year, but it was all like, meh. You know, there wasn't yeah. anything that, you know, the the war, the, the wins against replacements, a great stat. And, yeah. you know, if you were to replace us with an average guy, what – would have changed. It's better for baseball because there's 162 mm-hmm. games instead of 17. Sample size. But yeah. what would have, uh, you know, what would have changed? Nothing. No. Noah Fan didn't do anything last year that an, an average NFL tight end couldn't have done. So <clears throat> making that replacement um, 
giving him up, you're not losing a ton. You're losing the opportunity, mm-hmm. the opportunity cost, and it's that hope of what he could be that scares us. But what he was was okay. He was okay. He was an average, an average level tight end last, for the first three years of his career. It just scares you that he could be so much more. Yeah. I don't want to give up on this. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of athletes, though, that I think day three for tight end, the way you should uh, lean. If Jeremy Ruckert's there at 96, I might have a hard time not pounding the table for him because he's a butt kicker as a blocker. And uh, he's got enough of an athlete that you have to pay attention to him in the past game as well. So that's 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 the world that I want to live in in 11 personnel. If your tight end's good enough to kill a single linebacker and make teams have to play cover three or roll a safety down, then then you get a statistic or a uh, schematic advantage. But some names to keep an eye on here. This is a very good tight end class. The deeper you go, a lot of tight end, potential tight ends twos through tight end fours. But Kate Otten, a lot of people sleeping on him. He had an injury, but he was really good here out in Seattle for Washington. Uh, Jelani Woods tested like an absolute, absolute freak. I know Scott's probably got Jelani Woods on his radar. He caught a bleep ton of footballs uh, for touchdowns for Virginia this last year. Um, I really like uh, Charlie Kohler out of all the, Iowa State's been a solid player there for them for a number of years. Daniel Bellinger, a uh, great blocker in this class. If you're looking for a blocking tight end, he's probably my favorite late in the draft. And uh, also there's Oko Okoankwo at Maryland, a uh, te- little bit more of a F tight end, but he tested pretty well as well. And people are sleeping on uh, Jake Ferguson a tad. I thought he's a solid player. He's definitely your classic chain mover. Um, but I can tell you watching a lot of Big Ten West football, Jake Ferguson absolutely drove me insane because every third down the dude was making some sort of good catch or making a play. He's also the, uh, I believe the grandson of Barry Alvarez, the former Wisconsin head coach for a long time. Um, there now he's, I think the Dean of football operations or something there. So, uh, got, got, got football in his blood as well. So, so there's some good deep tight ends in this class. So Ethan coming in <clears throat> with the pounds saying, what's your take on Tyron? I've heard his name said so many times. I I say Matthew, but Matthew, Matthew, as a honey addition, badger, how does he fit? Assuming the price is right. And would it be a better than just signing Kjax? player for player? I'd rather have the honey badger. I oh, think yeah. he, he brings you more. I think heart and soul of uh, um, Kareem Jackson just is a dude. I, mm-hmm. I love the way he goes out and plays regardless of down or regardless of the situation, but that could also be a liability too. Maybe that's one of the reasons why he's a bit of a liability as far as pure playmaking and difference maker on the field. I'd rather have the honey badger. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's more versatile than cream Jackson right now. And if you're looking to play dime, uh, he can play in the slot or the box and be a pretty good player. His best role in the NFL has been that robber role in a cover one or cover three kind of scheme where he can come down and play the box and hang and watch the quarterback's eyes. And if you're looking to live in dime, that's a skill set that you want and need. Um, also, you talk about Kjax being a dog. He is, but so is Tyron Matthew. So I would have no issue with uh, paying him. It, it always, of course, like it, uh, Ethan said here, assuming the price is right, that's what you're waiting on here. But if you want versatility in the back end and you want to be able to do a bunch of different things without changing a bunch of different looks and different types of zone concepts without changing your personnel, uh, then having somebody like Matthew to pair with Simmons on the back end and then Patrick Sertan, uh, Ronald Darby. I mean, you, you have a lot of versatilities experience and just quality play. If you did that, I think Tyron Matthew would make a lot of sense. Um, if they brought him in, that'd be great. I would still be nervous because I think the spot where the Broncos have the lowest floor right now is the edge rusher spot, at least the spot where it's uh, going to make the biggest difference on the roster. I think the floor of the edge rusher spot, I mean, you are quickly going to easily and quickly could go to the same starting duo last year. That was 
not good enough for you in uh, Jonathan Cooper and Malik Reed. That would not get it done in the AFC West this year. But uh, Matteo, I mean, gosh, good player. That would give you probably one of the best five secondaries in football this season if you brought him in. So, and uh, appreciate the support, Ethan, as yeah. always. Without a doubt, it's a it's a new month. Same DWI guys. Yeah, uh, and, and Jedi, we still love you. Don't worry. They're, they're, we, don't worry. I know it was a similar back to back. Mark, Mark's, Mark's got in just at the nose, but mm-hmm. uh, we still love you. Don't worry. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, keep saying hello to some people in here. Wanted to say hello to uh, who was it? Oh, yeah. This is the one that, oh, gosh, where'd it go? Um, Peter Middleton's in the house. That's who we wanted to say hello to. Peter, hi, all. Hope you're doing well in Cambodia. Really fun to see all of the international people in here today. Israel, uh, Cambodia, Ecuador, Germany, et cetera, et cetera. Just let us know where you guys are coming from. Um, It would be, uh, it's always fun to see our international peeps. Paul in the house, not international, but Paul and I go way back. Um, Good morning, Nick and Scott. Good morning to you, Paul. Hope you're doing pretty well. Um, And let's get into the... uh, the main topic here for the today's episode. I was about to say, you know what? We're not like up against the bell. Maybe we should do the draft now that we have some time, but we haven't actually gotten into the main topic. Have we? Yeah. No, not yet. Minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh. Well, so much to talk about. A lot of fun to hang out with you guys. want to say hello to everybody too. And if we hadn't yet, you know, sc- scream at us in the, uh, the bottom. Brian says we're freaking hilarious. Hopefully by choice, uh, not by. Bad Hopefully takes. it was us. Not, uh, yeah. you know, he wasn't talking to somebody. We're taking credit for that comment in the, in the, uh, in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, number one topic of conversation today, who will emerge as the Broncos' number one wide receiver? And we got uh, Stash Brannigan coming in over on Twitch. Shout out to our Twitch folks saying, easy answer, Tim Patrick catches anything within his reach and out of it, blocks, goes 100% every play. So thank you so much, Staff uh, Brannigan, for your comment here. And over on Twitch, make sure you guys are checking us out on Twitch as well. Um, I think Tim Patrick is a good answer. I will say, though, that drops sometimes can be a little bit they can fluctuate year to year it's kind of like turnover some of it's luck and just bad bad things happen sometimes but last year i think tim patrick led the broncos in drops with six so i know he had zero drops the year before and he's li- making a living off of that but last year not as good uh with the drops i think he had six of them which was pretty high uh compared to league standards so it's also his blocking grade for pff dropped a little bit as well but he's a consistent player he's really good he's going to be a very good wide receiver for the broncos I think number one for me, though, is Cortland Sutton. Uh, he's coming. This is year two coming off the significant ACL injury. And you guys keep hearing me hint about the usage of potential concerns with Jerry Judy over the middle of the field, potential not utilizing the tight end to the extent that the Broncos are like, maybe even though it is a weakness, it's not a big deal because you're not going to be using that position as much in that area of the field. It's the opposite for Cortland Sutton down the field, YOLO balls, go up and catch it, separating vertically, uh, posting guys up, you know, down the field, outside the hash marks that that's, that's where Russell Wilson lives. And I think uh, Cortland Sutton is going to be a year healthier. Um, He's definitely, while he maybe doesn't, he's, I don't think he's linearly linearly as explosive as Tim Patrick. I think he's more nuanced and in control in the air, better body control, you know, going like re like rebounding a basketball kind of, uh, kind of talk. Um, So I think Cortland Sutton's going to emerge as the number one this year. You paid him like the, I guess you paid him like a number two, given what the market at wide receiver is like. But he, I think he's right now paid like the number one guy. And uh, I, I'm expecting a big season from Cortland Sutton. I think people people should go back to what Cortland Sutton looked like in his rookie season and uh, remember what healthy Cortland Sutton uh, was. I mean, he was being talked about like emerging as one of the top 10, 15 wide receivers in football after that season. Had the injury early against Pitt, Pittsburgh two years ago. I think that was week two and just wasn't always hundred percent last year. Besides that Jacksonville game where he got a big utilization, uh, the Broncos this year should be able to better attack vertically. 
Last year, they had the offense that had the most defenders in the box per play than any other team in football. So that's a shout out. And it got worse, actually. Everybody's like, oh, that's Teddy Bridgewater's weaker arm. It actually got worse when Drew Locke came in, which is uh, goes against what you'd think um, data-wise. So uh, that should not be as much of an issue this year. All this to come back around to say, I think it's Cortland Sutton. But if you want to argue Tim Patrick, I- I'd hear it as well. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm on the same boat with with Cortland yeah. Sutton. And, and for me, it's it's the talent and the health. Um, you know, 2000 yards in his first two years and his average, his average of he has 17 yards per carry and 15.4 yards per carry. So he's got the explosion. What are one of my biases, Nick? Six, four wide receivers that can run and jump and, and have body control. Uh, yeah. he's, he's that guy. You're going to work the outside and it's not just the, the physical ability that he should be physically better coming off that knee injury. Mentally, he should be stronger now too. It shouldn't yeah. even be in his mind anymore after a full year of playing on and he should just be gone and he should be back to where he was in 2019 when he made the pro bowl he was a pro bowl in his second year so yeah. for me i i like sutton and then work your way down from there split it then between patrick and, and jerry judy i, I do think jerry judy's going to get plenty in there uh and he should be a run after the catch type of guy they will find ways to get him involved uh slip screens jet sweeps where they actually use him yeah. um but no they'll find ways and, and i've said before i think that jerry judy could end up being the first option on broken plays Mm because he'll be in the middle of the field. He'll be working his way back. Uh, He's got the quickness to be elusive there. So any type of extended play like that, it could be really, really good for Jerry Judy, but Cortland Sutton's my, my pick for uh, the Broncos number one receiver when it's all said and done. Yeah, I know he should be great this year. Um, I'm excited for all of them. And, you know, we talk about the number one wide receiver, but Broncos country, it's not too long ago. I know it's feel like it's felt like 20 years, but, when the Broncos were operating at their prime with Peyton Manning um, in that 2013, 2012 to 2014 era, uh, you did have Demarius Thomas as your number one, but he wasn't the number one every week. When you have enough quality matchups, especially with a veteran quarterback, if you are, if your offensive schemers are good enough to prepare week by week, you can have different games where you target different guys in different matchups uh, based on what the other team likes to do and based on what the other team's personnel is. So maybe one week it's a Tim Patrick week because the cornerback that's paired up against him doesn't match up well against him. Maybe one no, week Sean Moreno it, caught 60 balls out of the backfield that year too. Yeah. That was um, an offensive juggernaut. That was, yeah. Uh, there was a lot, there was a lot of completions. They had over a hundred more completions than the opposition in that, in that, uh, yeah. that season. So yeah, it was a, that must have been a lot of fun to watch. Four guys in double digits in, in touchdowns. What's yeah. that feel like? It was wow. amazing. The 2013 season that was a that was a lot of fun uh, while yeah, it was happening. Spreading the love, you can you can have your favorite. You know, with Eric Decker, yep. you know, a 1300 and a and, a, and an 11, and then and then Bebe with 1414. Yeah, and then here comes Julius West Thomas with just you know 810. Yep. So wow. Good that was a good year. It was a good time. I don't. I don't expect that Broncos country. I don't think Russell Wilson's going to come in and challenge for the all-time passing single-season passing record. Um, <laughs> but again, you have the weapons where week by week, as long as your offensive schemers are you know worth uh, worth their brains, which you know they, they should be fine. Uh, but it's kind of a wait and see proposition for the well, offensive coaches because we don't know. But you should. We were, we were talking last night about uh, about Noah Fan's comments about having a defensive coach. Um, you know, and, and not doing so well. Well, yeah. who else had a defensive coach, one of the newer additions to the Denver Broncos for his entire career? Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. So this is going to, what Russell Wilson's put up really good numbers, had a great career. If he quit now, he could be a possible Hall of Famer. I mean, he's had that good of yeah. a career so far. 
Uh, and Pete Carroll is, you know, everybody, he, he's a defensive guy, you know, as much as West Coast guys can be. But this should really be the first time that he's got a like-minded individual at head coach yeah. philosophy where they just want to turn them loose. It's like yeah. we want we want to outscore everybody. That's yeah. that's what the head coach is going to be thinking. What a it could be a really fun time yeah. this year if everything comes together. So, you know, yes, you want to play defense, but I have a feeling Hackett wants to score every time he gets a ball, not just yeah. maybe we can grind out some possessions and keep it close and kick a field goal at the end. Oh, yeah. I'm really curious to see what it looks like as well. And I'm very excited to see what Russell Wilson looks like in more of a potentially an RPO centric offense, especially when you have Javante Williams on the side there. It might make your edges a little bit softer rushing the quarterback might give you a little bit more time. And there's going to be a lot of speed outs. The, the one for one copy paste of what the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think is replicable with the Broncos because Russell, uh, they used a lot of daggers, dagger routes over the middle of the field. And uh, just again, Russell Wilson thrown over the middle of the field with his height is something that we haven't seen consistently in his career just is what it is. So, uh, who knows, but a lot of RPOs, a lot of quick outs, and I'm curious to see how they can utilize, create space down the field to, especially outside the hash marks, for Russell Wilson to attack. Uh, there's a reason his completion percentage over expected is always astronomically higher than everybody else. It's because he's not getting the the layup routes over the middle of the field that a lot of those guys are getting and lowering their completions perspective over, or lowering their CPOE because those are higher percentage routes. You know, it's like, it's kind of like a three-point shooter. He's shooting blank uh his actual shot percentage is way higher than expected but he's only shooting three pointers so he's not getting the actual layups so it'll be interesting to see i'm really curious to see what the offense looks like i will admit i'm much more of a defensive scheme head than i am offensive um i prefer trying to solve those kind of problems uh on my end so I'll have to dig, dig a little bit more into what um justin outen and nathaniel hackett want to do but it'll be a lot of fun either way and a lot of options Personnel should not be an issue, I guess, is the, the the bottom line here, which will be a lot of fun. You about ready to get into a draft? Yeah, let's do it. And uh, Clayton, we see you. How is offense going to rank and defense going to rank? Hopefully both of them top 10. I definitely think that the Broncos offense on paper is better than the defense right now. So let me share uh, share screen. Go over to this side. Then we got a zoom. I'm going to try and bring this over here so you're not looking at the side of my head the whole time we're doing this. All right, so we are picking for the Broncos, um, obviously. And uh, can you make it go faster? Is that a thing? Because it, it is on fast. That is fast. All righty. Yeah, well, this is the fast setting. Um, and as soon as I hit start, it started. Let me. Oh man, Chiefs went uh, Daxon Hill and David Ajabo back to back picks there for the Hold Kansas on. I wanna, City. I want to move this. I want to move us over here, and I want to move this in front of my camera. So when I'm looking at it, you're not looking at the side of my head here. All right. Well, I'll look at the, I'll get this chat from David here real quick. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think about Rashad white as an option for the Broncos day three? I think it's possible. I think his running style is weird. He's got a big gate and plays pretty upright, which makes me think that his ability to bounce off contact is going to be a problem for him. Almost looks like a wide receiver playing running back. And I don't mean that as a compliment um, for uh, his running style, but um, I'm definitely interested in him day three. He's got some, he's a good athletic tester and I think he's got some good ability as a receiver out of the backfield. So there's some right, versatility there. Um, but one, it compresses it so much. I have to put it over here. Sorry, guys. You're going to just have to okay. like look at the side of my head. Well, your side of your head's beautiful, Scott. It looks like you uh, looks like you bathed today. So that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, we got CC also coming here. Wonder if Sam Williams can develop into a guy we can count on as a fourth option. Seth Williams, excuse me, fourth option at receiver, especially if uh, injury concerns with Hamler. Definitely possible. Uh, he's, I think he was much more drafted as a just in case uh, the Broncos lose Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Now that they retained him, I don't really know the exact fit for uh, Seth Williams uh, in this offense, but injuries happen. He's got to make himself valuable in special teams too. Um, that's I think that's the biggest thing for him to see the field. So uh, we got the draft now. The Broncos are on the clock with pick 64. And uh, of course, as the as the Broncos set it up here and as pro football, uh, excuse me, the draft network tends to do, um, they make me sad because the, always the top picks are running backs. So all of these other positions are coming off the board and they they lean extra hard into the running backs don't matter because I don't think Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall are either going to be here at this selection. Um, but uh, here we are. So we're drafting now. Um, we got some options here. Chad Muma is interesting. We got Josh Pascal here. We also had uh, Trey McBride. Um, and I think your names kind of drop off a cliff after that, um, in my opinion. I really like Leo Chanel um, also as an option there. But uh, all in all, I don't think this is a, a terrible There's, There's Abraham Lucas. 89. Yeah, we can, we can keep him in our back pocket for now, I think. Yeah, we can, uh, we can get him later. So um, the way it's set up right now, I'm going to I'm going to have a hard time saying that the best player on the board isn't um, one of those two running backs, which hurts me a bit. But I think Isaiah. Um, yeah, I'd rather go with Pascal again. We take him a lot in that spot. Yeah, I I think in the end we should actually go with Trey McBride just to see what it kind of looks like when we take the tight end that everybody's screaming about that wants um, that they want. And hometown kid, I think it's better, <laughs> better for the narrative, but it makes sense here. Uh, trading up for Trey McBride from 64, I think is dumb, 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 dumb. But uh, taking him there at 64, you're looking for a guy who can live in 11 personnel. They talked about Albert Okwebanon being more of a hybrid player. That, to me, sounds like 12 personnel, 21 personnel. So yeah. I, I think Trey McBride is the uh, a, a good pick here for the Broncos. Yeah, and did you see who went the next very next pick? Was it uh, Abraham Lucas? Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> it'd be like that. So what have we said before? If you like a guy, take him. Yep. Take him. Don't don't wait on him to come down like that. Um, but a little bit of a uh, fun change to kind of pace. About. Now I'd go. Let's go. I'd go Pascal here. I liked him at the previous spot. He's still here. Uh, you need edge. You got a mm -hmm. tight end. You upgraded the tight end room for sure. We need some depth at edge. Uh, Josh Pascal here is really good. Uh, I'd like to take him. Can we see who else went though? Just uh, just on the yep over here. Kirby Joseph, there is Chad Muma. Logan Hall is an option too. I like a lot. John Mechie, good. Hey, good for your Falcons. John Mechie's a good pick there for you guys. Yeah, it's 74. Um, I, I like that one. Yeah, I don't have any issue here. I'm um, going with Josh Pascal. I think he's a very high floor player and um, would be good. I I also, honest to God, with the, either of these Broncos' last two picks, I know that I am a, a meme at some point with the running backs don't matter, but Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall at pick 64, 75 zero qualms from me um you want cheap cost controlled and really to yeah, solidify that go do it yeah but uh <laughs> i honestly i don't i don't have any issue with it um just for the conversation of it so pascal good pick there um we'll see who who's on the board when the broncos pick again but uh i really like both those running backs if either of them are there i'm interested i like burford uh spencer burford a little bit out of utsa oh, yeah i like him a lot Jones, better talked about several and times Ish. There goes Brees Hall. Ooh, Brees Hall with the Cardinals is fun. Sam Williams, the Patriots. The good job. You know, when you've got a guy that's won as much as uh, Belichick in a program, you can take chances. Nobody's going to question you on yep. Sam Williams. Yep. And if it doesn't work, I can get rid of him. Um, so, 
Darian Beaver is a good player. I, like uh, I know you Chanel like Leona Chanel also. Ooh, Ooh, Troy Anderson. I'd go Troy Anderson before I'd go those guys. Yep. Um, keep scrolling down. Let's see who we got here. I do really like uh, Fedarian Mathis, who they still had available there. Did Alante Taylor come off the board? He must he have. Okay. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, I, oh, there he is. One to the Bucks. Damn. I really love Alante Taylor. He's probably actually my favorite uh, slot guy in this. Wait a second. Scroll down. Scroll down. Oh, never mind. Okay. It said Tyreek Smith. I thought it said Tyler Smith. I was like, take Tyler Smith. What's he doing here? He's already gone. I, I um, like Troy Anderson in this spot. Wait a second. Scroll down again. I thought I, maybe I saw him. Tyler Batty. Nope. But never mind. Never right, no mind. More Tyler's for you. No more Tyler's. Yep. I do like, um, I like Anderson in this spot. Troy Anderson. I, I agree with you. Let's yeah. go with Troy could Anderson. Line, add could, some athleticism. Could use a linebacker with his skill set. I mean, who, who couldn't really, mm-hmm. um, kid can fly. He's yep. pure football player. Love him. Also going to projects really well as a uh, special teams contributor. Uh, early on. So. Yeah, I mean, of course. Again, he's a pure football player. He can do he can do a lot of things. This is where we go back-to-back? Back? Yes, it is. Man, look how high up uh, Riza is. We're not taking a, we're not going to take a punter that high. Round four. You know, opinion. this isn't a bad place to look at another edge, though. Uh, did you see that Sanders was back up his 20 pounds that he lost between Senior Bowl and Combine? He was sick. And he yeah. lost 20 pounds in the month of February? I guess that would have he- been... Did he and test then, again? Uh, at, the, at the at his pro day, he was back up to his. Uh, he was he put that twenty pounds back on and had a good day. Did he? He did test again at his pro day. He did. He did. Uh, at least wait. I saw that, and he was uh, he was back up to uh, like two forty four. Okay, that always kind of concerns me. I know that the the sickness had. I really like up. this kid. I don't know if we want to go edge again. Couldn't hurt. I really like D'Angelo Malone. Y'all have heard me say that before. I like D'Angelo Malone too. Alec Pierce Damian down there. Pierce is a solid running back, literally. He's like 5'10", yeah. heavy and round and can move. I like him for looking for a running back. Um, Keep scrolling. I'm just curious. Again? We get to pick two, remember? Yep, we get two. There's your there's a return man for three guys. A little older, but that's I wish a paid one old. contract. Yeah. Let's, let's keep I like Rashad down. White. Jeremy Ford, Jerome Ford, John Ridgeway down there as John well. John Ridgeway is an interesting pick. I'm surprised he's this low. Uh, a nose guard from Arkansas goes about 325. Mm-hmm. Um, would would add some depth there for for the middle. I like that pick too. And then as we start getting a little lower than this, um, I figure we can get him with another pick. Yeah, I think that at this point, uh, did you see Braxton Jones? I didn't, but that doesn't mean he wasn't there. Okay. Uh, we do. I I am looking for offensive tackle. Hopefully, at some point here. There he is, Here's Braxton Jones. I think he's a good pick here. I know it's one fifty three on the board, but I'm not looking to get cute. I like his yeah, body type. No, I, Braxton Jones is a good player. I, I like him a lot. He's underrated here. He's one of those guys. He will not go. He will go higher than one fifty three. I'd I'd bet a lot of money on that. Yeah. So let's go, Braxton Jones. Okay. I'm on one of these picks, and we're back up again. Can we look at the uh, cornerbacks and safeties? Let's look at safeties first. Yeah. Dane Belton's and then Brian Cooks. You JT know I'm Wood looking here. at JT Woods down here when it comes. I love up Brian Cook too. Yeah, I think we can wait on that. Um, there's enough good bodies there, and can look at cornerback as well. Kobe Bryant, Derek Jack Jones, Josh Job. Nope, it's a, it's this is unfortunately a little bit of a minefield here. Not great. <laughs> That's why you want to take cornerbacks early. Those guys yeah. come off the board. Um, um, who did I say? I like my. Is, I'd be fine with Sanders or Doug Malone. Um, either of those D'Angelo? guys. I agree with you. Yep. I'm gonna go D'Angelo here. Let's do it. I really like D'Angelo Malone. Yeah, I, I I like his upside. Very very. Twitchy's become the word. I used to say bouncy. He's got some just 
bounce to his step. Got some burst. Yep. Um, they both have chutzpah, says Brian Dunn. Moxie. So, uh, and Spencer Monroe saying we don't need safeties. Uh, the Broncos want to play more three safety sets this season, and right now your third safety is Jamar Johnson, who you know absolutely bleep about. So, yeah, you probably do want another uh, safety out there, um, if possible. And Caden Stearns last year, the more snaps he got, the worse he looked. So uh, I'm I'm concerned about that second safety spot, let alone the third safety spot this on kid, the defense. You like uh, or a ZK or it's a it's a. Oh, yes. Um, I do like him a lot. Uh, he's for a five technique. And have we gone defensive line yet? We haven't. Oh, my God. Cam Jurgens is down here, too. That's silly. Just take Cam Jurgens. I know that okay. I really like the Iowa State guy, but Cam Jurgens is going to go <laughs> top 100. This is just that's just that's silly uh, to get him down there. We'll see who else is still there on the defensive backside of things when we cook. There goes Brian Cook. I liked him a lot. JT Woods just went as well. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely Cam Jurgens there for me. Also, Jeremy calling out. Uh, Zach Tom would have been a good pick there as well. We took him last time, but let's go with Cam Jurgens because Lloyd Cushenberry has been a consistent bottom five, bottom 10 center so far. We have after that pick, don't we? Yeah, they don't pick until late round six. Um, so it's got a while to go, but Cam Jurgens down there is a um, a steal. So I don't even worry too much about that there. he's that's He shouldn't be down there. Um, so now we're on the board again. I really like Marquise Bell. You want um, some speed? How about Tyquan Thornton? He's a good one. Uh, I I'm looking for a little bit more special teams. Um, oh, there's Six Daniel Bellinger. He's running four threes. I mean, yeah, uh, he's making him a guy. gunner and a return guy. Sure, you're. Broncos have also been. This is something to keep an eye on, guys. Broncos have been doing a lot of work on uh, day three wide receivers so far. So then, Tyre Carter's not a bad player down there either. Guard. No. He was a Senior Bowl kid. We did just take an interior offensive lineman. Yep. Um, so I can you scroll back up? Yeah, I think we're I think we're far enough now. There's we already took two edges. There's Barnum. Yeah, Barnum is a good player. Um, I really do like Matt Hankins because <laughs> he's Iowa, but um, I think he's going to be a good player there. We already took an edge. Um, I I like Marquise uh, Bell a lot as well at Florida State. But if you want to take Twyquan Thornton, um, yeah, I want to miss on a guy that runs you know four twos. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, he, for sure. Him and JT Woods are kind of these late round guys that I really like. The athletes. No, let's do it. Yeah, yeah the, the traits guys. You're gonna yeah. miss. This on a guy running four two something. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more of uh, Taekwon Thornton? Yeah, let me uh, let me pull this up. Taekwon Thornton, wide receiver. Let me see what he he measured. Taekwon, Taekwon, Taekwon. Six two one eighty one. A little light. Four two eight. With a uh, almost an eleven foot broad jump and a thirty seven inch vertical, hands are a little on the smaller side. Usually, make those guys corners. Uh, but arm length thirty three and, and change, eight and a half, six two, four two eight. He was the one that had like a four one unofficially when they were timing it. Um, so again, traits, special teams, make this guy a gunner, make him a kick return guy, um, you know, and and bring him in as a you know fourth or fifth wide receiver to compete. Yep. Um, all right. Well, we're looking probably now just best player. They're talking about round seven, forget needs, um, whatever they are. It doesn't even matter. Um, Amari Carter, another safety that, uh, interests me there. Um, let's keep, let's, can you, uh, can we look at the running backs? This is about the, this is an area where I think running back would be a good pick for the Broncos. Um, I like Devontae Price at FIU. Devontae Price is a good one is I really like Ty Chandler. Okay. Um, out here. He's a former five-star kid from Tennessee transferred to North Carolina this last year. And I thought he looked really good there. Um, and I was looking to see if the, 
Do you see uh, the Rutgers guy on here? I don't no, see that maybe was it. Maybe I got, I got drafted. Bottom okay, of the well, barrel I, down here. I know a lot of people are screaming for Zion McCollum, but for the integrity of the draft, I'm going to say no to that. Um, we already kind of had some, oh man, you already got Cam Jurgens down there. I don't want this to be completely useless. So um, that is a, uh, <laughs> Zion McCollum is going to go in the top 100. I think that would be pretty silly to take him here, even though people are screaming for him. Uh, the Broncos have been working out running backs. The reason I brought up running back is because they brought in Pashenko from Rutgers for a visit, and they are definitely looking for a running back to compete with Mike Boone, given he is a relative unknown. Um, so Mike Boone might be fine, but you're you're talking you're talking about filling out the room here um, with a yeah, competent you body. You got to have three, and we're talking about our 232nd pick here, folks. Yep. And actually, I see the name I want. I want Armar Davis, um, Alabama Tracy guy. Um, he should not be down here. I don't know why he's this far down. He's been not been a starter for that long for Alabama, but um, height, weight, speed, uh, some, I think, inside, outside ability too. Uh, very good player. Um, and I think he was just, was it Chad Reuters? Does that name mean anything to you, Scott? Works nope. for NFL? Okay. He does, does like not. a lot of the the bigger mocks. Um, and Chad Reuters uh, mocked Armoire Davis to the Broncos round four. So to get him in, uh, to get him round seven, silly. Uh, that's that's way too good. So, and I just have Reese Scott coming in saying this is an unrealistic mock site. They're all unrealistic. They're just fun to talk about, and it's more about the uh, NFL or just the thought process of going through these picks here. So, Scott, why don't you roll through it and let's talk about a little bit about who we uh, came away with and why we went. Yeah, the way we did. well, get out of here in just a couple minutes. I think we're at yeah. uh, one hour on the nose. Yep. Um. So, pick sixty four. We went tight end Trey McBride. Uh, we were talking about the the last last week when we did grading of the offense. That was probably our um, weakest spot. Our weakest spot. So yeah. that's an immediate upgrade. Trey McBride is uh, looks to be tight end one in this class. Could be the first tight end taken to get him at sixty four, four or five guy, uh, good size, uh, really high production. Uh, our second pick, we took uh, Josh Pascal, edge rusher, Kentucky. Yeah, good. Uh, I gotta find okay. I gotta find this ad now before we get on out of here. So you keep running through. I'm gonna. I can. I need to find the uh, Josh Pascal uh, advertisement. Right. Um, one of my favorite picks. I know people want to talk uh, Chad Muma a lot, um, but Troy Anderson for me is a is a better prospect at this stage of his career. Uh, I think he's a little bit more instinctive. I think he's got a little bit more athleticism. So I'm a I'm a big fan of Troy Anderson coming in here. You're looking at another linebacker that could push for a starting position right away. Um, yeah. Helps give you a little more bit more edge, more depth at edge because you can now think of I can I can really start thinking about Baron Browning rushing the passer and, yeah. and passing situations as well. And then uh, Braxton Jones. It's been a while since. Let me let me bring up Braxton Jones. It's been a while since we we showed him. Yeah. Um, I like Braxton Jones a lot coming out of Southern Utah. He was at the uh, senior bowl. So let me bring up cuts Braxton Jones. Braxton Jones. This was Braxton Jones, Braxton Jones at the senior bowl left tackle. That's D'Angelo Malone right there. Number 10 getting whooped, but I like the motor on him too. Yeah, no, he's he's also got the build. Um, unlike uh, Matt Walesco, who we looked this at is earlier. Amari Barno, who we passed we passed on. One of the reasons I did, I mean, that's just swallowed. Yeah, he just got eaten up. You know, we say let's eat. I think he just ate Amari Barno. Um, you know, good height on him too, good length. Right tackle here. This is Barno again. So can he play right? Yes, he can. Yeah, 
Yes, you can. So this 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 is about three minutes. You can see all of it on my uh, on my YouTube page. I think this is Kingsley and Igbari coming off the the right edge this time at left tackle. Maybe a hold there, lunging a little bit. And but then he actually left has tackle the base. again. I think this is an Igbari again out of South Carolina. Drives him out of there. There you good go. That's job. a good one. That was a good one. Really nice. Really nice. So to get Braxton Jones at one fifteen. Yeah, I think he could absolutely compete. Yeah, um, not that one, dummy. That one, I think he could compete for a uh, for a starting spot at right tackle. And then we saw D'Angelo Malone going back to back. Uh, this is a for me a little bit more of a a longer term. I like the athleticism that he brings. Uh, we saw Braxton Jones beat him there, but you know D'Angelo had had his days as well. Uh, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, and then from here, Cam Jurgens. Uh, people, some people in the comments saying, "Oh, we have a terrible center." Cam Jurgens comes in and probably starts day one. Um, he's a great athlete. Uh, some people, I think it was Daniel Jeremiah saying, some people in the NFL have him higher than Tyler Linderbaum and expect Cam Jurgens go in the top fifty, top sixty of the draft. So uh, that's that's robbery there. That's the pick. That's probably the least realistic of all these ones we got there. But uh, couldn't. That's why I couldn't do it. I am a column too. Um, but uh, Tyquan <laughs> Thornton. Height, weight, speed guy, vertical offense. Um, I haven't watched too much Baylor offense. I probably should because they use the outside zone stretch a lot. And uh, Iowa could probably figure out how to modernize their outside zone stretch. So I should figure out what they're doing offensively. But height, weight, speed guy, um, probably a good fit if you're looking for vertical and speed in this offense. So fine with that. And Jalen Armour Davis, a solid player, athlete, um, still coming into his own. That's that's a good area down there to take. So overall, um, didn't fit every need. Hit, hit every need there looking for a probably another defensive back there, but you hit a developmental tackle. You got a center um, also didn't get a running back, but not enough picks uh, to hit every single position on the field. Um, definitely feel solid coming away with that. And I'll save the uh, Josh Pascal uh, video for another time because it's, it's a minute and 30 second ad. So I don't want to give free publicity, but uh, it's pretty funny. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, Josh Pascal defender of decay because of the, NIL laws changing. He was able to get paid for a, a dentist ad for a pediatric dentist in Kentucky. And it is a very, very funny uh, video. So check it out. Um, well, guys, we got to get on out of here. Would you guys so trade real back? Quick, I saw Clayton asked this a couple times. Um, would I trade back? No, I'm already back. You know, I'm already at 64. That's that's far enough back for me. We've got enough picks. What do we got? Eight or nine picks. Uh, first pick at 64. We're already back. If anything else, I want to package a couple and move up a few spots. Uh, I want to get up into the 50s to make sure I get one of those guys I really like. Maybe Travis Jones is sitting on the board at 40-something. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Devontae Wyatt's hanging around in there. Uh, one of those top guys. Uh, so I don't I don't want to move back. Uh, if anything, I, I've been a proponent of moving back and everything, but we're already back. We're, we are already back. So in this case, I wouldn't mind getting up into the 40 to 50 range if I could. I don't mind moving back per se, if it's moving back and getting a late pick with a 2023 pick right now, you only have three picks or four picks in 2023. You're going to have to figure out something to get some picks there. Yeah. So, but again, you're, you're, you're not looking to add 10 guys to this roster. You know, you only need a couple of spots to fill out really, where you could really have some guys help you this year. Uh, Otherwise you're looking at practice squad guys. So um, I don't need more players. I need, good players. I need, I need quality over, over quantity at this point. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, you don't want to fill out the roster though. You want quality, but with Russell Wilson's impending massive contract, you're going to have to fill out the roster with some cheap cost controlled guys. 
So that means probably later picks filling out because just, again, you don't have the volume in 2023 and you're also projected to get zero compensatory picks next year. But I could probably get some of those. If I'm just looking for, you know, placeholders, I can get those guys as veteran free agent minimums also, Yeah, you know, um, at that point. So, you know, unless I think the guy, again, I don't think you're not going to have another seven guys contribute this year for, from this draft class. It's just, it's going to be too tough, I think, to do. So I don't necessarily, I don't need to add just more bodies. I don't need to fill out my practice squad. So again, I, I, if anything, I would look to move up uh, a couple spots in this, in this draft. Cause yeah, I'm already, again, I'm already back. I'm at 64. Yeah. yeah. It will be interesting to see. Uh, right now, Peyton keeps saying he wants to get 10 picks again, every draft. So there's going to have to be some movements to get there. Not only this also year, so but we could trade up. Yeah. You know, yep. or we could trade up, you know, he's, he's leaving it all option. We'd yeah. like to have, we'd like to have 10 picks every year. I'd like to have 40 picks every year. Yeah. Um, you know, I want so, every first or we could move up. He's, he's saying a lot of things. He's, he's yeah. not back. He's not going to back himself into any corners. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, we're backing ourselves into a corner here because time is running long, but we appreciate you guys. We're going to get on out of here. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us at huddle up pod and at mile high huddle. If you are not a part of Facebook, um, then this doesn't apply to you. But if you have a Facebook and you're not listening to us on there, head to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle, as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Join our communities there. We stream live on there as well. You guys can communicate and just be a part of that community. It's a lot of fun. A lot of differing opinions on there. If you think Nick is a, a dumb bleep for talking about safety when uh, there's other issues, then you know go for it. Say that on there. That's okay. We can disagree. It's not personal. Um, also if you're on YouTube, please subscribe, like, and share on that channel. And if you're listening after the fact, or you listen to podcasts in general, find us on Apple podcasts, mile high huddle, huddle up podcast, uh, scroll down, give us a five-star rating and review. And, uh, we'll be getting to those at some point. Probably it'll be after the draft, but want to roll through a bunch of those. And, uh, the more five stars we get, the better. So we appreciate you guys. Scott, what's the rest of your day looking like? I don't know yet got some work to do and then it's uh it's pretty quiet again with uh one of the kids sick and it's actually spring break here so we're home i planned on putting in a lot of work on on the baseball field but shoot right now i'm just trying to get everybody moving again uh the daughter keeps grabbing to go outside and play basketball which is kind of cool she'll come down and say can we go play basketball and what am i going to say no yeah 10 year old walks into your office and says can we go play you say yes yeah <laughs> definitely that's uh i do miss shooting hoops with the old man mm-hmm. but uh guys we're gonna get on out of here um happy monday we will see you guys tomorrow morning again for another episode of broncos for breakfast and make sure you're tuning in tonight for an episode of the huddle up podcast everyone stay safe choose kindness choose compassion go broncos head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things broncos good morning broncos country